Wake up, ghetto children. It's your girl, Jess. Jess, be real. And welcome back for another amazing episode of Jess Be Real Podcast. Today, I got the realest. My kinfolk, who's my skinfolk? No, really, they're my blood. My niecey poos, Deja and JL. They're here to kick it with their auntie on the podcast. So you know it's about to get real, real. Enough of me chatting. Let's tap in. Let's get real. Well, hold on, hold on. Wait, stop before we start. All right, y'all. I have my niecey poos here. Y'all can introduce what yourselves. I told y'all it was going to be endless laughter. We can't be serious. So I, I want y'all to notice ahead of time. If y'all think it's going to be a serious podcast, y'all listen to the wrong episode because it's not about to happen. No, 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 no. Not at all. Like, we're a family full of jokes, so good luck. Good luck with that one. But we'll let, we'll let the oldest introduce herself first because, you know... I was going to say age before beauty, but I'm not going to do that because, you know. Ooh, no. <laughs> you already said it. You already said I was. Because J.L. trying to come at her for, you know, for her being a blonde bombshell. So I had to try to give, you know, some confidence and boost her real quick to say I wasn't against her or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's too late. It's too late. I'm already liking my tear <laughs> It's too late. Um, but anyway, y'all, uh, it's Deja. Deja White. Hey, you know, it's me. You know, I had to, it's just me, yeah. <laughs> about to have a good time, so thank you all for joining us, it's gonna be late, go ahead Jay. <laughs> I can't. Hey, what's up? Um, Gail is my name, you can call me Jay, you can call me Al, you can call me Never, cause I won't pick up. Listen, here she go. Ooh. I like that though, you can call me Never. So yeah, so so y'all so yeah, you really did. That's why I just said Deja, but it's okay because it's okay. They're not going. You didn't put your middle name out there, so that's all that matters. So it, so we good. So if y'all don't know, I have two older sisters. I'm the baby, and this is my. These are my sisters. Well, two out of the three. Um, for my sister that's next to me, which is the middle one, Mo- Moni in the middle, Monet is they mama which is she's out here you know with me in, in in the nc or whatever but she's she's the mainly the goofy one like she's the one that she's literally the sister that always has laughs so it's you can expect nothing less from her kids period, okay. period. but these two are the two oldest out of the five of my nieces and nephews so you know it's, it's only right you know to be fitting because they're literally the only girls out the whole squad as of right now we got older I mean, y'all, y'all holding it. I mean, Kurt is one of three boys, so I guess he got his three boys and his grandsons because he definitely got three girls. So here we are. <laughs> Especially getting one even named after him, so that's a privilege. He should be honored. Because Isaiah acts just like him, but you know. So the <laughs> the other three of my nephews are Elijah and Isaiah. They're twins, fraternal twins. They're my oldest sisters' sons, and then we have the baby of the bunch, Aaron, which is their little brother. Aaron, Pop, aka Aaron, aka Aaron. That's Aaron. I just that's bro. That's my bro. I love him. I miss him. Right. But unlike the other four out of the five, Aaron didn't really get a chance to like grow up with me like these two did. So 
I, I'm gonna give y'all a little history. I've been in this auntie game for like 26 years. So yeah, so this is this is the irony. So I've been an auntie since I was five. So out of the 26 or 31 of my years, I've been an auntie, not knowing what the heck it entailed until I got into my teen years. I'm like, so what do I do? How do I do this? What is a niece and why do I have it? Like, imagine being in kindergarten and like, oh, your sister had a baby. And I'm like, okay. She was like, you're an auntie and you five. You in kindergarten. You ain't thinking about no auntie. You trying to face paint. You trying to finger paint and take naps. What the heck? Is but you have it down, though. I was like, what is an auntie? And how, what do I do? What does this entail? Nah, she it down. So, but, so, in reality, they became more like little sisters than they did like aunt and niece, even though they call me Aunt Jessica. They're the only ones. I don't care who else got kids that they be having me call me as their auntie. They're the only ones that can call me Aunt Jessica. That is severely saved for just them because nobody else can call me my government because I will gladly ignore you. It's just to the rest of y'all mofos, okay? She really said call me never. She really said call me never. Hello? Because the number, because my phone say on D&D like my life. Hello? Don't call me. I'll text you. That's how I feel. But these are my, my, my nieces, and it's just dope. So today's episode's called Awesome Aunt and Popping Peer because, you know, only having but so much of an age gap between us. We're pretty much grouped in the same generation, somewhat. So it's like, it's kind of dope to have like an aunt who's kind of like a cool aunt but kind of understands because you're kind of growing literally through life together. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if y'all got nothing else to add or whatever, but you know, that's what I'm just saying. Oh yeah, it, and it's, it's super dope, especially since we have an uncle who is the same age, same yes. age as you. Quinn. So yes. I call I call Quinn my bonus brother, even though there's really no relations. But we pretty much have been around each other our whole lives growing up. So like, shout out to Quinn. Retweet. Shout out to Quinn. So yes, I, I our family's very blended, but it's not that dysfunctional black blended. It's like really blended, blended like. There ain't no beef. There's real copacetic, like, holidays, all that other stuff, or, like, celebrated together. Like, it's pretty freaking dope. Like, to the point where, like, my sister's mom and I have a real good relationship. They have a relationship with my mom, which they've had before I even existed. And, like, I have a relationship with Quinn. And, like, our stepmom, which is me and my sister's stepmom, which is now my dad's current wife, have a relationship with, like, both of our mothers. So, like... Ain't none of that drama. So if they try to tell y'all black families can't be blended and functional, they lied. They sure right. did. They lied. Because we literally all get along. And ain't no static. Ain't no, you know, no drama. It's really all love. So if they tell y'all that it can't exist, tell them they come. Come come check the Whitehead family. We'll let y'all know what's really up. Okay? Period. Per. Per. Retweet. And I, ooh, because a lot of y'all, I, I ain't going to say that, but a lot of y'all out here talking about blended families, but y'all know outside of social media, it ain't that blended because they're static. But I ain't going to go there. That ain't my business. That ain't my ministry neither. So I'm going to stay in my lane. <clears throat> ooh, Miss Girl. Miss <laughs> Mamas. Mm. Miss Mamas. But we're going to go ahead. I don't know if you want to just, you guys want to just give a little background of what you guys are doing currently at the moment. You know, I don't want to, I mean, I brag on a regular, but... I was gonna let y'all tell y'all own stories of y'all accomplishments and accolades and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I'll start. Um, so I uh, just finished two years at a Bible college, actually. I'll start. Um, it was it was an interesting two years. It was an experience. It was an experience. 
Um, but it was a good one. I learned a lot, grew a lot. I literally like became an adult over there. I graduated high school when I was 17. I graduated from this school at 19. I'm turning 20 this year. So I it became an adult. Wow. And so now I'm starting my first year at John Jay College of Criminal Justice. Hey, 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 hey. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a lawyer on the scene. I'm, yeah, I'm working on my, uh, my undergrad degree. I'm working on my law degree, basically. Okay, because listen. I didn't pursue it, so we got to get somebody to actually take the reins because you see my behind went to accounting, so somebody got to go ahead and do my due diligence. We got to have all of the, all the departments. Hello? The medicals and the family. We got the businesses. We got the computer tech. The Hello? The, 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 no. We got the social workers. She does computer something, something, something. We got somebody, somebody to do computer. Right? Uncle Yeah, I'm about to say Quinn. That's Quinn area. IT Quinn. That's Quinn all day. We have someone. Listen, the point is, we got somebody in every department, and I, I'm working on getting a law degree. I'm about to start an internship at my church, Times Square Church, and need a big shout out to TFT, shout out to NYC, period. Um, and yeah, she's being it. modest, y'all. So jails, I see. This is why I said I'm being an auntie. So this is when I be bragging. So my niece can speak multiple languages. Okay. All right. Listen, because I'm okay. I'm learning. Here's the thing. See, this is why you can't let black folk brag to embellish short, right? So I'm fluent in English, kinda mostly, right? And Not kinda mostly. <laughs> I am mostly fluent in ASL. I've got a lot to learn. You know you learn a language and then you stop practicing and then you forget how to speak. I haven't watched a little less than fluent. That's, that's, that's that on the multilingual. I'm not multilingual, y'all. I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, don't you speak another Asian language as well? Did you not pick that up in high school? I thought I swore it was Mandarin, Chinese, something along those lines. I like knew a little bit of Japanese, but that was more me being an anime nerd than anything else. That was just me being obsessed with anime. So K-pop. K-pop is Korean love. That's that's Korean. Listen, I did my best just now, okay? <laughs> Y'all, she tried. Don't cancel us. She tried. She knows they're different. She knows. She knows they're different. <laughs> Y'all, she knows. All right. So since Jay was talking about something, that's why I can't let black folk brag. I guess we can go on to the eldest of the bunch. Yes. Okay. So, um, obviously, I'm, I'm older than Jay, but... Dej is the first of the Mohicans out of the five, so don't let her sit here and try to play y'all. Yeah, yeah. So I'm older. Like when she was talking about her being an aunt at five, that was me. She was talking about that was me. Um, but yeah, so I work. Um, I'm about to actually quit my job for real and go back to school full time. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that's because your girl got big dreams and aspirations to become a psychologist and open up my own practice. Let's yeah. go, psychology! Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that's what the move is. But yeah. Um, and that's, that's really good about me working. That's all we do work and go to church and then go to school. And that is. Look, see, now we got to brag on Big <laughs> Okay, because she over here trying to be real modest. I'm like, okay, you left a lot of details out, but we're going to go ahead and do that. Then go ahead and do it then. Let me tell you. 
best thing on the face of the He is my homie. My doctor, okay? When I was down the bed, he had me, bro. You see the sibling relationship so well. It's reliable. She's always there, bro. I the whole child always doing something great, bro. Out into the military as much as wasn't she scared of it. She popped in it. And she did that thing, bro. She did Period. It. She kept it pushing. She had she went through trouble and she kept it pushing, bro. Right, and she's trying to act like she don't got a government job. Trying to act like she not up there with the creme de la creme with the clearance and stuff. Like, stop trying to be modest out here in these streets. She quit from Y'all heard what she said? The White House. Come on, son. When she see Kamala, just tell her I said what up, though. That's all I'm saying. Tell her I said what up though. Hey sis. You know what I'm saying? So y'all so y'all see why I be bragging about my nieces? Cause they out here doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? They doing their things out here. Don't get it wrong, my nephews are doing their thing too. Aaron's doing his thing in school. Okay. He holding it down. And that's my chess homie. Me and Aaron play chess together. Like that's that's our that's our connection. We be we be chess playing, you know. And that's a mental a mental game which literally stimulates your mind. So you know he's very smart and very articulate. Um Elijah is pretty much like me in a whole nother level, I say, because he literally does whatever works for him. If the energy not right, he not doing it. Period. And he gonna follow what he wanna do. But he's in the photography and he's going to Buffalo State, so there's that. And then Isaiah is more of the quiet type where he's more reserved and kind of, I guess you can say, the brainiac. Um, where he likes to be, like, off to himself. Um, but he's going to North Carolina A&T. And like I said before on my other podcast, when I go to homecoming, I'm not your aunt. I don't know you, kid. No. When I go to G-Ho, I don't know you, kid. You ain't my nephew. Who you? Who you? Where you come from? We got the same last name. You know, we might be related, but I don't know you right now, kid. Because I'm out here living my best life. Exactly. He look like grandpa and you look like grandpa. So you're going to be looking at a little twin talking about some I don't know you. Like, I don't got the same face. Grandpa to them is my father, which is Curtis. Y'all probably have seen him before on my page. But yes. Um, OG, OG. Yeah, that's the OG. That's Mr. Six Chains. I call him Mr. Six Chains because that man always had six chains since I've been on this earth. I ain't never seen him not have no six chains. That's Mr. Six Change, okay? And that's real solid gold. That ain't no knockoff. That's solid 14. Current, baby. And they literally are length layered. Like, he has them on different lengths so they don't intertwine. Like, he's a real triple OG. So, shout out to my daddy, Curtis. Yeah, he don't take them things off. And he he was mad when his, when his Aries chain popped. Because that's his favorite one. Because he's an Aries. Three, two, one is his birthday, so you know it's very personal for him. But um, yeah, so you know that's why I be bragging. So when y'all be seeing me post these kids, y'all be like, oh, is this her fake nieces? No, there's a, these are blood. Um, literally, these are they're blood related. I know I post other people's kids, but no, these are my real nieces and nephews. Like this, this ain't no you know play auntie type joint. Like these really, you know, my homies. You know, my my bloodline. And y'all already know me. I'm just out here doing me. That's it. That's all I got for y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all know what I do because I tell y'all regularly. I been if y'all if this is four seasons in and y'all know what I do, then y'all y'all late to the party, baby. Like y'all mad late. Period. But nonetheless, those are my nieces, so we're gonna jump right into it. 
So Deja doesn't characterize herself as Generation Z. She calls herself Gen Y2. That's that 1995 mess. But anyway, Gen Z is often a generation categorized by being very quote unquote different. And it somewhat applies to Gen Y2 as well. What do you think develops the perception for y'all to be put in this different category? Okay. I feel like part of that comes from the fact that we don't just sit there and take stuff. Like, okay. Not that y'all did. I'll just sack it. My generation is trying to reinvent the wheel. I look for Yeah, that Tide Pod joint had me looking at y'all like, is it, is it drugs? Is it not logic? Is it analytical? Like, what? what's tea? It maybe, maybe, maybe it was. I don't know what was going through their heads. But, also, we got electric cars and we have a bunch of black-owned businesses and 30 under 30 and you know these kid entrepreneurs and artists and creative my generation is different because we were underneath a generation of people that didn't have the same opportunities or didn't have the same things perfect the world isn't perfect by far it is not but you know we're doing different things and me personally you know like you know i'm a christian and i am in the Christian community, most of my friends are Christian. I just graduated from Christian school. All this stuff. I got friends in my generation that are going to different countries to go share the gospel. I've right. got friends going to Serbia and going to Spain, and I got friends that just went back down to South America. One of my coworkers from the summer just went back to France. He's about to go to Quebec to go to school to keep doing missions work and evangelism and stuff. And it's like. What makes us different? The fact that we get up and we go. We just do the thing. I said that, and I can attest to that because I can say one thing with your generation that's a little different from mine is that y'all literally are like, if this ain't going to fit me, I ain't doing it. If this is what's going to be, it's more so I could say of the, not even say concentrated, but more of the the core of what my generation started, which is the whole if I don't want to do this, I ain't doing this. This is a forget this job. If you mess with my mental health, I'm not doing it type vibes. And I feel like y'all are more so in the, the area of if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. If I'm going to pursue my dreams, pursue my dreams. But because there's so much technology and y'all literally came in the age of technology because they don't know when you were born, jail because you didn't tell them. 2001. I am like barely in this generation, like by like a year. Girl, you in this generation. Because you came right after the Y2K scare, so you are in the generation of the new millennium. Don't even do that, honey. (laughs) No, physically, physically, you're in the generation, but mentally, you are beyond your ears. Okay, here's the thing, though, because I also, like, I grew up, me and my sister are very, very close, and I grew up with my grandfather, and my mom is an old head, so it's like... The music, the culture, the TV shows, the cartoons, the books, the all of it. But that can apply to all of us because I'm the same way. And Curtis being born in 1954, my soul of music is... My generation of friends be like, 
what are you doing? I'm like, up, oh, get out the car because I'm not changing it. Like, baby, I have an eclectic ear. Curtis used to be a... Okay, so if y'all don't know, my father used to be a DJ. He's called by DJ Head. Don't ask. Don't... I can't tell. But the, the, man's, the man's ear for music, baby, vast. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, like, when I be listening to music, y'all be like, oh, Jess, how you know this? You can thank Curtis because when it comes to the days, weekends, I spend with him on the weekends at his house or... Driving in the car for trips, it's that good, make you feel good type music. Like, not this mess today, okay? Please, to this day, by the way, it don't matter where we going. When I'm in the car with him, we play it and we be rocking out. Period. But that's Curtis. Like, music is his, music literally is my father's love language. That's how he connects with all yeah. his grandkids. That's how he connects with his kids, is music. Yep. Now, for me, it might be a little bit more with cigars and cognac included with the music, but the point is, the music is the baseline. But, like, that's his love language because my father is a man of very few words. Yeah. And he uses music so, to express music. His, his love for his family. It's music and movies for Grandpa. Yeah. yeah. Even though he be falling asleep on half of them, but we ain't going to go there. We have to But it's literally music. And I think music is literally the core to our family because of my father. Like, a lot of us connect through music, whether, like, JL probably didn't tell y'all, but praise dance is something Jay and I, JL and I do. So, like, even in the church, music is something like being in the choir or, like, in in general, I feel like it's our love language and how we communicate through a family. I, I think also, like, like, I have the unique experience of also, which I think almost everyone in our family, but my immediate family is also blended. So, I've got family on mom's side and on dad's side, and my dad is a musician. So as much as I grew up with music with my mom and with grandpa, I also grew up with it on my dad's side. And you so sure did. I, I got an ear for it. And like, it's the same way that it's like, like music is my everything, you know? And it's, it's, I, when I, listen, you want to know whether or not like I'm cool with you if we're friends or if I like you, I'm going to give you a playlist. Hello, somebody, you better say that. That's why you love language. Like, let's go back to what we used to make our friends make tape. How about oh, we used God. to make burn CDs from LimeWire? JL wasn't around to experience that, okay? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Don't I, made like JL, I made her a couple of words. Yeah. You know what I'm Asia, Asia made me a couple CDs. I no, but you ain't. But we talking about you actually making them. That's because I wasn't old enough to That's the point where I'm trying to make, girl. You got to receive them, but you ain't have to go through the struggle of making sure. It might have. Deja, you know what I'm talking about. When you put the CD in and it's blank and you thinking it burned and the whole time it'd be a whole blank CD and you got to use a whole new CD because it ain't burned the CD. Exactly. Or, or doing your best not to download any viruses. Hello? That Bill Clinton virus from LimeWire was the biggest one. I did not have sexual relations with this woman. That was the main one from LimeWire. If y'all don't understand what we're talking about, it's probably before your time. But you probably didn't have the privilege. But that was real. That was real, real. It was a real serious time. Because I still got my burn CDs I made when I was in my fields from like 04, 05. And I'm like, what was I going through? And why was I going through this to be able to sit here and make a CD for a person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It be real out here in these streets. Listen, I I I don't be making nobody no CDs, but I be making playlists for people. Well, now we got playlists because everything's pretty much digital. So, like, you don't need to have a CD. I, listen, you, you don't know pain until you got to go back and delete a playlist. But, baby, let's talk about the time when my parents had to come up with records. Baby, you had to make sure that needle hit right on that right track because you literally, yeah, that's a different time. And I wasn't there to experience it, but, um... Okay, so here's the thing, though. I wasn't there for it, but the way that I want a vinyl, I want one. I want one. Oh, I want one, too, for my Meg Thee Stallion. 
But I came up in a generation with Sony Walkmans, where literally CDs were all you had to go to school. You couldn't just listen and play a playlist of different music. You had to literally have that CD. And let that joint skip and get a scratch. Uh-huh. No, okay, so do you remember when it was full, right? And then the CD would pop out and then just be on the Hello? Floor. You're sitting here tired and crying because you're like, I know for a fact when I see this. But days you remember the days of coconuts? Remember the days we used to go to coconuts to get the CDs back in the day when coconuts was popping? I don't know if y'all remember coconuts, but coconuts was a music spot where you got all your music needs. CD pop out on the day, you getting this, you dropping the CD. Hence why I have like all my Tamiya, JoJo, all the originals. Because you didn't have no digital playlist. Like the iPod didn't come out until what, 2007? And even then, it was not much you could really do because a lot of songs weren't digitized yet. So I just feel like they call your generation different for Gen Z because I'm going to talk about JL because she spoke on herself. Because you do have the Tide Pod generation. And I feel like your generation is very impulsive. Mm-hmm. They don't really think before they do. It's more so I'm going to do and think about the consequences later. But sometimes the consequences are not what they're ready to be able to withstand. Yeah, I feel like that is something that does happen while it's my generation. And I know that that's something that happened a lot with me. But I feel like also part of it is generation and part of it is just age. Because I feel like there's no one that even goes through the phase of like, True. I'm just do this without thinking about it. I think the difference is that now there are so many people my age that are in the limelight that are representing my generation that are just going through this phase of life that everyone goes through. That it's like sensationalized, like oh yeah, Gen Z doesn't think about stuff. Well, duh, because we're still kids. We're gonna get to be y'all's age when we go start thinking about it. You know, I'm. Here but to- I think social media plays a fact because now everything is publicized. Like when I made mistakes yeah. as a kid. Baby, we had MySpace, but MySpace was for fun. We had Skonex and stuff like that, but it was for fun. But you wasn't publicizing your business. Like, you would post exactly. your stuff, but you had no way of having instant gratification to know this is what this person did or somebody to pull post it up. Like, I feel like that's a, a con and a pro in y'all generation. And sometimes, like you said, kids overshare what doesn't need to be exploited. And then they'd be like, oh, well, why is somebody coming at my neck? Well, you didn't have to post that because you could have yeah. done without knowing that. And you could have kept that real private on the hush-hush, honey. There's just more opportunity for us to be involved. Because it's a, I call it, no, no tea, no shade, not saying this you, JL, but I call your generation the clout chasing generation. The what? Clout chasing generation. Because mm. everybody does stuff to have likes or be famous and be instantly famous or get that, those accolades instantaneously okay. or oh, the oh, microwave generation where everything has to come quick. Okay, I, I will agree with my great generation. The reason I'm going to say, wait a minute, pause on cloud chasing, because I don't think that that's specific to my generation. I feel like, I guess it's one of those things where, I guess, we came to the technological age. So you see our generation, quote unquote, doing it more, being a part of it more. But everyone, it's a human issue that True. people want to be gratified, that people want to be recognized and liked and have the love and all this stuff. The difference is that the generation before me, no, no shade, no nothing. Y'all are all on Facebook, so all of y'all. Oh, not I'm not, honey, but go ahead, stuff. child. They on, they on Facebook. You talk about Gen X with your mom and all the rest of them. That's Gen X. Okay. That's so, before me, child. Okay, so then it's them. <laughs> Whoever it is, they all on Facebook, and they doing their gratification cloud business on there because they don't know how to use Instagram, no shade. They don't know how to get stuck now, so they You ain't got to say no shade. Just speak the facts. It's called Just Be Real Podcast. You be real about yours, okay? I just, anyway, so, like, my generation, where I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like the wanting attention and wanting clout and wanting the likes and all stuff, it's not a generational issue. It's a human issue. The difference is that my generation is using the more quote-unquote current forms of social media. So it's like it's more instant or it's more not- notable when we do it because of where we're doing it as opposed to you look at all the stuff that was going on before the hairstyles people had back in the day and the type of things they were doing, the drugs they were using, the places they were going. Just say freak Nick. You wanna just say freak Nick, just say freak Nick, dog. Like just say it. You want you wanna go ahead and exploit those from Freak Nick, just say it was Freak Nick ninety three, Freak Nick ninety two. Like just go ahead and be honest, bro. Oh girl, see that one that one might be before me. I don't know what that even means. I don't know what it See? Oh my god. Okay, so it was like a uh, basically like a big festival of some sort, not of some sort. You know what was going on? Yeah, it was a big, it was a big hog it was fest. A big loud. Yeah, pretty much where there was a lot of sexual encounters and explicit, right. explicit things going on between Miami and Atlanta. Where if you ask people to pop out pictures, I bet you ask your mom about Freak Nick. She can probably tell you a couple things. I don't know if they ever went. I don't want her to tell me. I don't want to know. But it literally know. was like this big behind festival for black people to come together and literally not know T t- no shade. Show they behind. Literally. Show they behind. Oh, literally. Show they behind. But then again, think about it. All they had were disposable cameras. So unless you're able to upload that and scan it, you really don't have no remnants. Of knowing how that was because again technology wasn't that advanced. Oh, that's good. You had might have, if you had a camcorder then yeah, but if you ain't have, if you had a disposable camera, girl, disposable cameras you was around for them. Unless you got the actual pictures for proof, you can't. You don't have no no digital paper trail to show this is what happened at Freaknik. That's true. That's mm, But trust me, it was a wild time. From what I heard, it was a wild time. Because I was a baby when it was going on. But um, I should ask my sister, did y'all ever participate in Freak Nick? Because they was like 16, 17 at the time. So they probably might have had a little dibble and dabble. Mm -mm. Running the streets. I don't want to know. You might not want to know because that's your mother, but I want to know as a little sister. Like, I want to know. <laughs> me too. I want to know. Did y'all dibble and dabble? Wait a minute, pause. So, Daddy talking about something she want to know, like she wasn't traumatized when my mom told her she was old enough for grown folk business. Then she better stop for you. And then, look, <laughs> she not Exactly. She don't want to know. So, she was traumatized. Y'all may not know, but there's a big age gap in the double digits between me and my older sisters. Hence why my nieces and I are so close in age. So, when I came into the world, my sisters were literally in their teens about to graduate high school. So, they was they were literally living the 90s, living their best life. Like, I remember their mother having every color of Reeboks, every bomber jacket to match them. With the with the with the asymmetrical bob and the and the and the hard bump curls and all that other stuff. Like Money Mo was in the building. Money Mo was really in the building. Like Money Mo and Lady O. Like that's that's the two of them. That's how they came in. Like when I came in, my sister was graduating. When I was born, my sister was graduating high school. Like so my sisters are older. They don't look no a day over probably twenty five. No no, and I'm not even lying. I'm not exaggerating because they're my sisters. They really I look young as I don't know what. When I go out with my mother, when we go out together, people always, are always like, that's your mom. And I'm like, bro, get us out of here cross Let me tell you, my sisters is baddies. My sisters is baddies, honey. They baddies. They really be thinking we all in. They be thinking I'm the oldest, which I be getting so offended. I'm like, how the hell do I look like, baby, what? Just because I'm taller don't mean I'm the oldest. I'm the baby. Mm. Mm. 
Hello? Because they short. They real short. They're like, they okay, I'm 5'10". My sisters have to be like 5'2", 5'3". They definitely not 5'3", because I'm 5'4", and I'm clean taller than my mother. Okay, so they're like 5'1", 5'2", and imagine me, I'm 5'10". So I literally tower over my sisters, but look eye to eye with our father. It happens. But like, it's, it's a vibe, but I just feel like... Gen Z, I do agree with you, JL. It is a, it is a, it's a human thing where it's like instant gratification to, to not really want to work to get to that place, but literally have it as quick as possible. But like they said, as quick as it comes, as quick as it goes. So I don't want none of that. So they, whoever doing that can have that, honey. I don't want parts. <laughs> so Days, what you feel about with Gen Y two? Because Gen Y and Gen Y two, there's not much of a difference, but there semi is a difference. Because I always say with Gen Y one, which is my generation. They're kind of, we were the, the bridging of the gap generation where technology was starting to come in, but we still had to do the whole writing notes in class and, you know, having to not have the access to being online and texting because I still came to the age of sidekicks where it's like, girl, you go ahead and text me one, so that's 10 cents a text. You're going to pay for it. Minutes don't start till after nine. Get off the phone. Why are you still on broadband when you know I got to make a phone call? Dial up, like that type situation. Yeah. So, like, how do you feel with that? Okay, so I feel like I came in at the end of that because I remember Linux not being free until after nine, and I, I want to say I was in like maybe spent the sixth grade during that period when Linux wasn't free until after nine. Um, I don't know. I, I agree with a lot of what JL said. Um, but then at the same time, so one thing that JL did say that I was like, mm, when it comes to clout chasing, I do feel like that is a, a people issue, not just the generational issue, but I feel like it is more so a younger generation issue as far right. as like the younger parts of the Gen Z and then whatever the next generation is. I think it's like Generation Alpha. Alpha, yeah, Generation Alpha. And I think that's because of our generation or the generation like basically your generation my generation you now have kids that are coming up mm-hmm. and it's how they're, how they're raising their kids so as long as you are raising your kids correctly and doing what you need to do then hopefully that will not be your portion your your, your you know what i'm saying but right. it's still a possibility and if you're if you're if you're always on social media then their kid is going to want to always be on social media. If you're not putting in work, then your kid's not going to see that they need to put in work. So kids are going to do what they see, not necessarily what they're taught. And I agree. As as I, I agree with you because, and, and this is me speaking from Gen Y1, a lot of my friends, and I'm not, and I'm not downplaying anybody, but a lot of people in my generation for Gen Y are babies raising babies because they were raised by babies. So my mom but she probably don't care, is 66 going on 67. A lot of my friends' moms are like in their 40s, early 50s. So the time of my mom coming in the time of Brown versus the Board of Topeka education with integrating schools, supposed to your mom coming up in the 70s or like the 80s in the crack era, they're two different generations of, of struggle. So the mindset and the instility and foundation is vastly different because my mom comes baby boomers. It's the used to be seen and not heard. Which because their parents are the silent generation, which is more so of the 1920s Great Depression, where you don't speak on whatever happens in this house stays in this house. So it's like a lot of generational trauma that gets passed down or an unaware knowledge that, you know, you're not able to see be fit because a lot of the old fashioned parents and given that some of it wasn't the best in communication, 
but the instillment of respect to who you are, your morality, your integrity was major for them because it's like when you walk out this door, you represent me. So when you represent me, you better represent me right. Because don't go ahead and, you know, show your behind and make me have to come up and embarrass you. Because that's the type of vibes that they on. As opposed to, I feel like a lot of parents in my generation are trying to be friends more than they are trying to be parents. Because their parents weren't real parents. If, right. if that makes sense. So it's like, you don't have a lot of those old school values of, when I'm outside, I'm not just representing me. I'm representing my family. Right. When I'm out here doing whatever I'm doing, even though it might just affect me fit like like you know instantly it's affecting everything as a collective so a lot of my friends have kids and they have that old-fashioned values because they were raised by grandparents or had their parents around in the home but their grandparents really instilled into them those beliefs where it's like if i you know a village was mainly what it was like you had a village like jessica act up so-and-so tear that ass up you have the privilege and opportunity because if she's in your possession i'm trusting with my kid you got to discipline her discipline her just the way i would discipline her so, like, a lot of these days, parents are not like, oh, you discipline my child, you touch my child, it's an issue. Baby, let me tell you something. I'm old school. My child in y'all possession, I don't care if that is your cousin, tear that ass up. Explain to me later why, and I really don't care, but if they out of pocket, they out of pocket because homie don't play that. And I feel like it's a it's a, a respect factor that, that kind of gets missed as the generations go by, depending on people's upbringing. I agree with that. I feel like we kind of need to find a balance now. Because how maybe how my mom was raised was not right, mm-hmm. and now how people are raising their kids now, where there's no respect, um, and kids feel like they can talk to people, however, and do whatever, that's not okay either. So there needs to be a balance. Like listen to your child, because I feel like that whole not listening and beating first and then asking questions later that leads to a lot of childhood trauma, girl, mental illness. And now we got these parents who are mentally ill raising children. And you better talk about it. So we really need to have a balance of, of both. Where we discipline, but also communication. Because that's the one thing I noticed, especially in the black community. We don't have a lot of that. And then we wonder why our kids are out here doing God knows what. That's why. There's no balance. It's communication and comprehension because I could say for my mom, because she's so old school, when I tell her I have a boundary, she takes it as disrespect, but it's like you're not trying to comprehend my perspective of what I'm coming from. Because you're listening, but you're not understanding. And I can only communicate to you as far as it's going to allow me to where you can comprehend. And at that point, it's no, it's out of my hands because you're not going to understand because you don't want to understand. And you can't understand because you're not conditioned to think outside of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, I agree with what you're saying about the balance. Because I feel like, like she was saying, especially in the black community, I feel like it's either or. It's either, in my opinion, downright, like... I feel like child abuse is such a strong word to use, but like, yeah, or complete leniency. I feel like there is like been no balance. And I think that moving forward, especially with like, like Deja's generation and my generation, the older people in my generation, about to be the next people raising kids and raising up the next generation. It's important that you know, even as mentors, because for me, like, I don't have any kids, but I got a lot of younger siblings, and I just finished working at a summer camp, and I'm about to start working with kids again. I'm going to be a mentor and a role model to a lot of kids, and it's like, even if the parents aren't doing this kind of stuff, it's important that we have that balance of discipline and mutual respect. 
That's because a fact. I'm like, as much as I need you to respect me, you also need to know that you deserve to be respected. Exactly. But yeah. you need to, like, you know, understand right and wrong and all of these things. Like, I feel like it's one of those things that it's very much easier said than done. It is. Um, because it's a lot, it's very easy for us to judge how parents do things and judge how parents raise their kids when we're not in the situation. But I feel right. Like, like we should look at the situations and learn from them and move them forward okay this is what they did and i didn't necessarily agree let me try and figure out what might work better for me to right. properly have an impact or properly raise my own kids or have a good impact on my own siblings or the kids looking up to me and i agree with you and i feel like also it, it also comes ties to you can't reprimand your child for having a voice you can't tell your child child to speak up for themselves when they're outside in the world but they can't speak up to you as well because yeah. that's a part of the process of if you want to silence their voice at home then you can't expect them to have their voice be openly understood and be confident in it wow. in the world it's not gonna work it's a contradiction so i think that's where it, it was major for me especially as an aunt even though i'm closing y'all age bracket where they be like, oh, well, I'm like, oh, I ain't doing that. I ain't touching him. Like, you be him, that's you. Because that's not my kid. But at the same token, it's like, I felt like I could just have it where it's like, I can communicate. So, y'all not in there, in our in our generation to know how to communicate. But there's a way I feel I can communicate as an aunt. Where I don't feel like reprimanding is a necessary situation. Where I can just talk like, yo. When Elijah and Isaiah were younger, I'd be like, yo. My guys, sit down real quick. Like, what are we doing here? Like, make it make sense. Shanetta be like, bathroom, they already knew what was up. But for me, it was more so like, what are we doing? Like, what's the end goal here? Because y'all know this is not how y'all would act if y'all was around your mother. So what are we trying to do? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like if you have that open communication where you're not just a friend and an aunt too, but it's that clear boundary of understanding, like, your voice matters. And just as when I'm talking to you, what you feel and how you feel is just as important. Let's have open dialogue and communication where we respect each other's feelings. Because just because I'm an aunt don't mean that my feelings supersede yours. Yeah. And, and just to caveat off of what Janelle was saying, as far as like the respect thing goes, you making sure that you, I respect you and you respect me as a parent and as a child. The worst thing that you can do as a parent is cause your child to feel so disrespected that as they grow up, now they're adults and you still expect that same respect that they gave to you. Hello? Child, they only gave it to you because you were their parent. Right. Because they had to. And now that they no longer have to, they're not going to. Yeah, that's the worst thing you want to do. Child, listen. And remembering that your child deserves respect because you deserve respect. Respect is earned. It's it's major. And I think that's one of the things that I have had to really, especially like me being the the oldest for all of the all of your siblings. Yeah, for for everybody. You know, on both my mother and my father's side, I really had to kind of help them understand that just because. I gave you that respect as a child. I gave it to you because I had to. Don't think that you can still talk to me any old kind of way. Child. And expect that. Okay. If you come, you come at me crazy, I'm going to come at you crazy. Period. No matter who you are. Period. If I'm not being disrespectful to you, don't be disrespectful to me. And this is my quote that I always say to my mother that I have to remind her. I may be your child, but I'm not a child. So let's act like we know what's up. I think also something that, like, you know... It's interesting, and I feel like even, like, like black church folk completely disregard certain scriptures when it doesn't benefit. Oh, they pick and choose out the Bible, girl. You know that. And so, and so there's a verse in the Bible that literally says, like, fathers, don't, uh, 
basically like don't stress out your children don't cause them to have anxiety don't agitate them and don't all of these things and the bible has like clear descriptions and explanations of how you're supposed to parent and the bible does say yes discipline but also love don't cause them undue stress don't do this do do this and it's like if we're supposed to be, and at least like speaking for me and my household, it's like I grew up in a Christian household. I fully intend to raise my kids in a Christian household. My younger brothers are coming up in a Christian household. It's like, okay, if these are the guidelines that we're supposed to follow, we're, you know, let's follow the Bible and do what Jesus says, we should also be following the guidelines that the Bible gives us for raising children. Baby. Or being a village. Baby, you got to talk to them, you know, overzealous Christians who want to pick and choose that Bible when it befits them at this best opportunity. But we not going to go there on this Good Hair Sunday. (laughs) Okay, for another day. But Deja, given you and I are only five years apart in age, how does it feel to not just have an aunt, but an uncle as well that's so close in age? Cause you you um, technically get both perspectives of the male perspective and the female perspective. Right. It's, it's really dope, honestly, um, and it's always crazy like talking to my friends and they'll be like, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to see my aunt, or I'm going to see my uncle, and they'll be like, oh, okay. Be like, yeah, we only like five years apart. They be like, what? Child, when me and Deja, I'm going to tell y'all this. When me and Deja went out for the first time drinking, I was just such in awe because I'm like, wow, I'm really drinking with my niece. Right. I'm having a drink with my niece. This is weird, but it's not weird because she's old enough. She's of age. Right. Like, you really grown out here. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, she legal, legal. And mind you, she was like 24 at the time, but still, it just felt weird. Yeah, um, it, it's dope. It's a dope feeling. I definitely like being able to talk to you guys, and you guys get it. Like, there's certain things that my mom will not get or like she's starting to get stuff on now as I explain it to her more but then there's other things that are just like she just said no because that's just how she was raised that's right her thought process is just no and I'd be like all right well let me go talk to Aunt Jessica let me go talk to Uncle Quinn because clearly they were understand there's a barrier here like, that we're not yes. getting direct communication right so I definitely like that you guys are because you, you, you guys see what we go through, but y'all are going through it too. So I think that's the yeah. benefit too. So I feel like, I think for me, it's always been weird because like I said, we're only five years apart and I'm sure it probably, probably Quinn probably feels this too at sometimes. Like, where do you feel the line between aunt and uncle and like, and the peer are outlined? Because literally people have siblings that are five years younger than them or 10 years younger than them, but you have an aunt and it's just like ain't that kind of weird like you're kind of somewhat of an authoritative figure but you're really not because you're in my age bracket but yet again you ain't my sister or my brother I hate it, y'all. I was watching. I hate it. I was like, just call me Jessica. They'd be like, no, I can't call you that. It sounds weird. Just because it's always been instilled, there's a certain level of respect and 
And just like, you know, level that we just shouldn't cross because we understand who you guys are in relation to us. And, you know, obviously, like I said, the whole respect goes two ways. But even still with that, there's still a certain level of respect that as long as you're being respectful, then we're just going to be respectful and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? But even with that, there's still a certain level of respect on top of that that will always show you. And I think I've always had to explain to y'all, to, to your mother as well as Shanetta, like, yeah, they're my nieces and nephews, but I don't want them to ever feel like because I am their aunt that, that, that even though y'all still respect that, I feel I'm obliged to that because it's a common, common courtesy on both ends. And I've never felt like, okay, yeah, I'm their aunt, but I never felt like an aunt because, yeah, I'm their aunt where I'm supposed to, yeah, protecting, you know, God or whatever or be an example, but... They still have their own growing pains that they're going to go through there. I don't need to be that aunt that's going to chastise them or try to judge them or whatever decisions. They, that's not me. Like, that's what my aunt does because she old school. But again, I just feel like because I'm, I know what you're, like you said, I know what you're going through and what you're living day to day. Like, that ain't, that's not what I'm here. That's what they got y'all for. Y'all can do that judgment mess. That ain't my, that ain't my, that ain't my ministry. I'm here to be a, a, a selective guide, to be a support system. And whatever decisions they make, because I know how it feels in my generation to always be judged or chastised for a decision made. And it's like, well, you tell me to live my life, but when I make a decision, you want to sit here and try to throw the hammer. Like, which one is it? Am I going to live my life or am I going to sit here and get the hammer thrown? Like, so it's like, I don't have time to be walking on eggshells because it's not pleasing to you. But then again, this is my life. So, like, I would never want to feel like I feel like I'm pigeonholing y'all into a box because I am your aunt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want there to be open dialogue where you're comfortable like, yo, I'm having this situation or this problem or you can confide in me with a secret that you don't feel like telling your mother because I'm like, girl, I won't tell her neither, child. You ain't got to worry about me. These lips are sealed. Like a CIA, you know, classified information, baby. Like, it's all good. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like I could be a friend but be an aunt. But I think for me, because, again, it's I grew up with y'all. Like, we grew up together. Like, you know how how you have young parents that grow up together with their kids? Like, we grew up together, so it's like, there's a line, but we know not to cross it. But it's at the same time, like, I'm living my life, you living your life. I see what you live in, you see what I'm living. So let's just talk about it. And I feel like communication and comprehension are big for me before that whole aunt mess. Like, so I'd be like, listen, I want to have an open relationship with my my nieces and nephews so that they can confide in me and trust me. That's That's important for me. And I do feel like, especially when I was living in, in um, Charlotte, when I was living out there for a little bit of time, and we had more time to, like, just bond as adults now, that definitely gave us a new perspective on our aunt-niece relationship. Mm-hmm. So, it was nice. It was definitely nice. Because there was, like, things that, obviously, I wasn't talking to you about at, like, five years old. Right. That, like, here I am, a grown woman, and I'm like, girl... Right. These people out here are trying me. How do you keep so calm? Because I'm ready to lose it on somebody. Okay. So. And I feel like that applies for JL too. Because JL and I have had several conversations on some things. I'm like, I know what she's telling me. She would never tell Monet, but that's fine. And she ain't got to worry about me telling her neither because I ain't going to have verbal diarrhea. Yeah. I think the thing about also is like, I felt because at the time in like, for sure, my mother and I's relationship has grown and gotten so much better since that time but like I felt like I I just I needed someone that I could trust to talk to and trust to tell things and 
Deja wasn't always there for me to talk to because she was in the military because she had work and she just had stuff going on and not because she didn't want to, but just because I didn't want to put everything onto her. Right. And I was like, well, can I tell this thing to that trust anybody with? So I felt like I could trust with that in that you were an authority enough that if ever I were in danger, if ever something serious were happening, like there is an adult who understands and knows what's going on, but at the same time, like I feel safe enough, I feel comfortable enough, I feel like I it's trustworthy enough for me to say, hey, this is what's going on, or here's this thing that I'm a little scared to share with anybody else because I don't know if I can trust anybody else. And that's a fact. And I want y'all to know, y'all might not know, but I'm going to tell y'all because this is one of my favorite moments. I'm going to share a moment for each of my nieces. But JL was like, I'm going to college tour. Could you take me on a college tour? And I'm like, why, JL? She's like, you don't want to spend a college for real and you will understand. And I was like, don't make me cry. I was like, you want me? You want a little me to take you on a college tour? No, so, you really were like a big part of me from going to college. Like even me, because like the two year school that I just finished, that school was not credited at all. And I felt like everybody was just feeling like I was stupid for going there instead of going to John Jay first, like I originally planned. I felt like everyone was gonna be like, I'm dumb, you're wasting two years, you're going there to go learn about God, that's stupid. Like that's how I felt everybody was looking at me. And I told you, and like, especially because like you were a part of, a big part of my prepping for college journey while I was still in high school, I was scared to tell you that I was like, all right, yeah, by the way, I'm not going to any school you talked about. I'm going to take two years off at this uncredited school. And I was like, what if I just going to say? And you was just still there, big support, and be like, girl, you got this. You helped me with my scholarship letter. You helped me with all this stuff. And you were like, girl, you got this. Let's do this. How's it going? black people going all this stuff like like just so much just supporting me and i'm like bro like dang bro everybody needs an on justice but i feel like everybody has their own path so like just because you didn't go directly into john jay doesn't mean you're not gonna go to john jay it just means like right now at this time you went where you felt your heart was set to go so yeah. who am I to sit here and judge you because I went straight out of high school and that's not the decision you made. The same way with Deja. Deja didn't go straight to college. She went to the military. So it's like, how am I going to judge what worked for me worked for me? But whatever's meant for you and your journey, it was meant for y'all to have that. So why would I sit here and chastise y'all and not support y'all? Because the last thing you you have, what, what I've seen on one of the TV shows with Ms. the Miss Pat show is the world has given the negativity to anybody on lock. The positivity has to be within home. So why am I going to sit here and give you the negative? You can go outside the door to get that. You can get the negativity by talking to your next friend outside. Why, as a family member, I'm going to give you the negativity when I can give you the positivity and pour into you? Because pouring into you is going to give you more of a lightning to know, you know what, this will work for me. And I, I'm confident in my decision because at least I know I have one person in my corner that supports my decision. Everybody's path is different. So just because you yeah. went to your, your your seminary school and Deja went to college, don't mean y'all was never gonna get degrees or elevate or educate yourselves to make make sure y'all were y'all was you know substantial women. It just means that would work for y'all at that time and your heart was set there and you were confident. So why am I gonna try to detail your confidence and what you felt was right for you? I feel like I don't know, like I feel like like I know that, but I don't know. I guess it was just weird because it was like I felt like Everyone else didn't know that. And coming from, like, like high school, high school was rough. I was not a good kid. I was not doing the right things. I was 
know, doing what I was supposed to be doing at home. I was caught up in all sorts of bad just mess. And I would just like to clarify real quick before you continue. It's not that you were a bad kid. Don't say you were a bad kid. You just had a lot of stuff going on. That doesn't make you a bad kid. You just going through some stuff. So I was going through some things. The reason I still say I'm a, I was a bad kid is because there was stuff that I willfully chose. I was like, I could do the right thing, but I don't want to. I, I, there were some things I chose. And that's accountability, which I respect. I respect that. Yeah, I was like, I and I appreciate it. Deja's been the biggest advocate for it. she's not a bad kid. She just misunderstood, bro. Deja, but that's your truth. But that's your truth. Like, and that's what you feel. And I appreciate that. And when I was like a child, that was the case. I was misunderstood. I felt like no one understood me. When I got to high school and I was in all the stuff I was in, I was a bad kid. I had stuff going on, but I chose wrong when I knew right from wrong, and I still chose wrong. And that—that's on me. I mean, and I agree with that. But I also feel like on top. But of I don't feel like she was bad. I just feel like you had a different approach. With right. Things. I think you had a different approach. But then on top of that, I also feel like because everybody else was labeling, labeling you. Yeah, you, you fell into that facade. I feel like that kind of played a part into. Well, they already think I'm the bad kid, so let me just do it. Again. Right, and live it out. That is okay. That is true. That definitely did so, play a part in it. That's why I'm like, I don't, I don't. Because I, I feel like you were in an impressionable age where a lot of opinions matter to you because you weren't very self-aware as you are now. So what somebody right. said kind of made an impression. If somebody was like, oh, you did wrong, you're going to consider yourself as bad because you don't know yourself as you do, like how you are now about to be 20. You at 16, 15 probably didn't know how, you know, who you were and how you function. So it's like, if somebody say I'm a bad kid, I'm a bad kid then. But in reality, it was just like, you know what? I let somebody else's stigma of who I was and let their labels of me define who I was. That's fair. I just, I was mentioning all that just to say with like, like all the stuff I was doing in high school, which for the viewers, like we're just going to keep it up. up. I was <laughs> doing drugs. I was messing around with the wrong people. I was everywhere that I was not supposed to be instead of being at home. I was just completely disrespecting my parents. I was skipping class. I just somehow still managed to get through school, which I don't, that was God. But all of this stuff, and I go through all of this, and I got these teachers looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm like, yeah, and I'm going to go to seminary. And they're like, you're going to go to seminary. You. You, hold on. Let me. <laughs> you know, and so. After that response, I was like, all right, I was going to look like I'm dumb. Because also when I got accepted to seminary, I was still doing bad stuff. Like, you know, I didn't start acting right. And, you know, doing the things that, quote, unquote, a Christian should do until, like, right before Beating chicks behind in the in the locker room where there's no cameras. I'm getting into fights. I'm literally slicing chicks in their face with razor blades. Like, but everybody see me as this good kid because I was in the church because I was a scholar athlete because I was a Girl Scout. Whole time I'm I have a whole other side of me that y'all are not seeing because I'm not allowing y'all into it because there's a more of a, a stigma of trauma that y'all are not aware of because nobody's listening to me. So that whole being raped or molested as a kid, y'all not listening to me. So me acting out is my way of expressing myself because y'all not paying attention, but y'all want to still leave me as this good kid. I ain't no good kid. 
I'm trying to get y'all attention. Let you know I'm still a Billy badass. Like, don't let this facade fool you because I'm getting A's and B's in the honors classes. Like, I can get stuck on that walking line of being rebellious if I want to because I want to. That was a choice I made. So me wanting to fight in school and never getting caught because I was a scholar athlete was a choice. Me sitting here beating people up for the hell of it because it was fun was a choice. Me smoking weed at 13 was a choice. Lying to my mom, being in the city whole time telling I'm down the street was a choice. So it goes both ways. So like the point of the matter is don't put pressures on kids without really having that open communication to understand their story. Because what you see is not always what you get. Exactly. Because I know I was wilding at one point in time, too. You know, <laughs> when my mama found out, that was a whole other story. That Jamaican be coming out with that disciplinary action, baby. Okay. I want y'all to know my sister is the, the epitome of spare the rod, spoil the child, okay? That was a scary day for all of us. Monet don't play that. that and she don't play that even with me as her little sister. Monet don't play that. So I want y'all to get it twisted. Like, Monet's all fun and games. And when Monet's serious, Monet is serious. Like, very much don't, don't even try to crack a smile or joke because she's going to look at you like, what's so funny? Like, why are you laughing? I'm not laughing right now. What's the joke? What's the joke? Because clearly I missed it. Like, you think this is cute? That's her favorite line. You think this is cute? Right. I used to stress me out all the time. <laughs> And it'd be rhetorical, and then you answer. She'd be looking at you, like, "Why are you answering me?" That was a rhetorical question. Like, ma'am, you just asked me the question. Then she like, so you think so? You not gonna sit here? You just not gonna be in your mouth and answer me when I'm talking to you? I thought I was talking back. Wait, so at that point you just and then and then this is our famous thing. This is our famous thing. Just get out my face. I can't even look at you right now. Just get out my face. I can't even look at you right now. Where are you going? Right, because you're confusing me at this point. I'm confused. Am I supposed to be in trouble or not be in trouble because you're asking me questions I can't answer? And honestly, Let me tell y'all, my sisters, because they're older sometimes, they used to treat me like I was one of their kids. I'm like, I'm not your kid. You have your kids. I'm your little sister, and I'm not literally your responsibility. So if I snap back at you, I'm not your kid. We on two different playing fields here. You might be a close in age, but I'm not your child. Those are your children. You ain't gonna talk to me, nah, bruh. This is this is the fair way. This is on sister bonding time, time. Like we not about to do this. But with Jay, we're not too far off in age as well. So how does it feel to have an aunt you feel probably more than a friend than an aunt? Because I feel like you and I be talking about so much stuff. I be like, yo, dog. She and I be saying to myself, like, yo, she really trusts me, yo. <laughs> Because it was like, I don't know. It was just, and I feel like also being that 
I felt that like I don't want to like stuff, but I like like middle child syndrome. Like mm. I felt like all these things not going right. If I mean all this stuff, and I feel like also just with you and like your your relationship with my mom and I should have noticed stuff going on with grandpa. There's a whole bunch happening there, so it was almost like. I don't want to say another outcast, but it was like, I felt like you could relate to me in that stuff was going wrong, they rely on nobody except for Deja, and it's like, Deja's busy doing stuff, and Deja's minding her business, she's not in all this mess, and I don't want to be in all this mess, but like, I got someone who understands me feeling left out, and me feeling like, you know, right. just that whole thing, so it was like, it definitely made it a lot easier for me to come back to you, on top of the fact that you're not that much older than me, like, it made it very easy for me to connect to you, but it was like, I, she understands me, like, welcome to the island of misfit toys, like, hello, so y'all know I'm her favorite aunt, <laughs> sorry, Shanetta, I love you too, but you know, I'm, t- I'm number one, sorry, I said it, not her, I said it, not her, I said it, yeah, I'm not going to say it, so, I said it, <laughs> I don't claim the number one spot, baby, period, I love you. I love you, Shanetta. Uh, I don't like collard greens. Honestly, it's okay. I don't like collard greens, but I can make my own mac and cheese. I'm kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. Sure. No, stop playing. Sure. Let's tell that to your mom. Let's see if she take it as a joke. Period. For legal purposes, that last part was a joke. But now I agree with you. Like, like you said, it's kind of like I wasn't a. A black sheep, but I kind of was like not in the mix. It's like, yo, if it's nonsense, keep me out of it. I don't want no parts. Like, just talk to me on a regular day because I don't, mm -mm, I got enough discord in my life outside of out of my family. I got my own personal stuff with friends and stuff. I ain't got time for this. Can we just talk about this and let the bygones be bygones and just move forward? Like, what's tea? What am I missing? Yeah. And I'm not one, I hate, like, when I say I hate drama, I hate it with a passion. Like, it's annoying. And I just be feeling like, yo, just, just, can we just love each other and be great? That's all I want. Can we just love each other and be great? But like, like you said, like there's been, there's even been situations and I'm just like, yo, those are still my sisters. I still love them to death. They're not going to go anywhere. They're going to forever be my big sisters. We, we might have disagreements, but like that's blood. Like I know if I need my sisters, they're going to be there. We might always agree, but that's what makes us who we are because we have differences in our personalities. Like, Shanetta's the more not into confrontation. I bow out gracefully. I don't do that whole rowdy mess type person. Their mother, Monet, used to be with the sh- with the shizney. Like, she be with the shizney. Like, used to be. I mean, she can't... I'm, I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because she's a changed woman. Okay, my sister still be with the shizney. Don't get that five one behind. Don't let don't let it fool you. Like Shorty got a pu- a, a punch a, a, a pack with her punch. No 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 BS. Um, yeah, no, no, no. she with it, but like she tries not to be in that realm because when she get there, there's no turning back. Yeah, no. Nah. And me, I'm a mixture of both. I'm gonna sit there looking like you stupid and let you talk your mess, but come at me crazy. I'm throwing hands. I'm not talking. I'm just gonna swing. Like, but for me, it's like, like you said, like, it's that bond that you have with your siblings. Like, like Deja said, with being older, like, 
you have a thing of protecting. And I feel like y'all mother and Shanetta always felt like they had to protect me. I'm like, from what? Y'all have y'all own kids to protect. Don't protect me. I got this, beloved. I don't. When I need you, I'll call you. Listen, like, we ain't hearing that. I'm telling you, speaking as a big sister, we not hearing none of that. <laughs> oh, I already know this. I know this for a fact. Deja, I got it. Deja, it's fine. Deja, it's fine. No. No, it's not fine. And, and let me tell you, I wait to tell Monet stuff on purpose because she's the turned up one. So I'll go to Shanetta before Monet because that might be an act of violence according into a situation that we don't need at this present moment. We just need to talk it out and just let it rock out. And Monet not trying to hear that. She's like, nah, somebody disrespect you. Handle your business, son. Okay, see, this is why they tell me stuff. Because they should tell me stuff, and I'd be like, all right, so address, name, social security number. What are we doing in response to this? But see, like, and this and this is where I be, like, trying to jump in. When y'all tell me stuff, I be trying to be calm, cool, and collected. But there be parts of me that be wanting to be like your mother and be like, I will break a mother freaking neck. Who wants smoke? Because where there's smoke, there's fire. You can find me by all means possible. So what's up? What I will say is it takes a lot to piss me off. One thing, don't do. Just don't do it. Do not mess with my sibling. That's the quickest way to take me from zero mm -hmm. to a hundred. And I don't care who you are. Like, and you're licensed to carry? Not yet, but we getting there. Okay. And when I say I don't care who it is, like I'm, I'm saying like me and my father have gotten into disputes behind my siblings. I go to me and my mom get into arguments about them. Listen, I don't care who you are. If, I, if it's wrong and it's about my siblings, then I'm going to speak on it. That's it. And that's how I feel. Even I'm the baby, because I'm the biggest, I'd be like, try them by all means. I might be in the corner in the shadows, but I'll pop you like there's no question. Like, don't do it. Okay, see, you see how Deja had, like, reasoning. It's like, it's wrong. It's my siblings. I got you. It's all over. Da, 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 da. See, I, there's no reasoning. That's it's what it is with me. Like, no, no, I'm saying in regards to our parents, sis. In regards to our parents. Everybody else, listen, if you want smoke, that's, that's all you got to do is mess with them. And we can have smoke. Yeah. That's it. It's so bad. There was a situation, and we're not going to get into details of it, but Deja was wrong. We just, but I sure oh, oh, yeah, I sure was. <laughs> I was sitting there like, so what's up? So what's so up? So y'all want to know where this really stems from? What? Curtis Whitehead, because he's TTG. <laughs> he is TTG. Baby, let me tell you, I got a, I got him on video for my birthday like four years ago. And he was telling me a story about how some guy tried to talk to him crazy and tried to pull up on him at his place of work trying to talk crazy. He was like, oh my God, when I get off and clock out, you better not be here because I pray for your own life that I don't have to pop on you. I said, Curtis, he said, you know me, I'm always ready to go ahead and pop. When anybody want to pop off, I'm ready to pop off. Like, show you right. Show you right. Who want, who? I ain't the one, homie. I ain't the one, partner. Like, I'm like, yo, this says a lot because... Curtis keeps a monotone voice, but he be so serious. Like, don't try. Like, I'm going to tell y'all now. You come for Curtis and his daughters because he literally has daughters or his grandkids. Count your, count your days. Count your days. Because this man has no in-between. It's zero to 2,000. And I say 2,000 with grace because... He'll keep the same tone and whole time he about to pop a, a, a cap in your behind. Did he ever tell you that story about when they took um, Aunt Shanetta and Mommy um, Halloween candy and you had to go get it? No. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't ask about them stories because they be triggering some people. 
Curtis be getting too amped up when he be telling stories. So I be trying not to ask too many questions. No, okay, so I remember, I think my mom told me this story, but apparently uh, Ashnetta and Mommy went to go trick-or-treating, and these kids were picking on them and basically stole their candy after they had been out all night getting that candy. They came home, Daddy, they took our candy. He was like, who did it? They told him who it was, and then he just left. He ain't say nothing, he ain't say bye, he ain't say boo. He just Aries left. behavior. They was like, um, okay, like, I'll see you in a bit, I guess. And he just came back with like six or seven bags of candy. That's Curtis. They ain't asking no questions, and that's Curtis. No answers. That's Curtis. <laughs> they took the candy and carried on. If if Curtis could be able to address my rapist, as he told me, he said, "Excuse my language. If this nigga would ever be in front of me, I'll bust a cap in his ass today." Curtis, this was years ago. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I will kill him. Curtis, kill him. I will go to jail. I will. But the fact that he's really serious, he will really like. He don't play about his family. Like Curtis literally is the embodiment of a man who's like, you don't bother mine. I don't bother you. Yeah. Cause he's a, he's quiet, but he's not really quiet. But everybody know like you mess with Curtis, you know what's up. Yeah. Well, big Kurt, know, big Kurt will make it hurt. Big Kurt will make it hurt. Period. Like that's that's what it is. But just know he instilled that in his daughters. More, mainly y'all mother more than me because Monet is literally the embodiment of Curtis's temper on a thousand. Oh yeah. And her short fuse and patience for ignorance and belligerence is very few. Mm-hmm. As opposed to me and Shanetta were kind of like we'll be rational but we're not gonna pop off, pop off. But Monet yeah. ready to pop off. Like that's it. Like actively wakes up and chooses violence. Okay. Actively. <laughs> but don't forget the same hand she'll throw on you is the same hand she takes to pick up the Bible. Don't get it twisted. Right. You can throw holy hands or heavy hands. It's your choice. Holy hands or heavy yeah. hands. It's your choice. She'll pray for you before she fights you. I Hello? Like much I can say it's true. And I feel like I've inherited that from my mother. I will, we will pray for you first. And then right. as but things if you continue, progress, you know, as then we just progress. don't have to take it to the street. But I'm going to let y'all quote me on this right here. Oh. Try any of my five heartbeats. I swear on everything I love. I will go to jail. I'll go to jail. I don't got kids right now, so it's not like I'm leaving much behind, but I will go to jail. Try any of the five of them. Deja, JL, Isaiah, Elijah, or Aaron. Word on my life. I will come for you like Candyman and pop up out of nowhere. And then be in a mugshot smiling. like. Yeah, and be like, I did it. And I'll admit, I did it. I did it. Period. Because I take pride in being y'all's aunt because I am close to y'all age, but like, I'm with the shits. Yes. I mind my business, but I'll let y'all know, like, I will fight you. No questions. I'm sorry, what? Somebody did who to what? So, okay, and mind you, I'm a driver, so I stay on the highway. Ten hours, I drive from here to New York for ten hours like it's nothing. Deja ain't nothing but seven hours of hop, skip, and a jump. Y'all don't want me to come pull up, because I literally will pull up. No questions. Like, don't don't bother mine. We have no problems. But no, if you bother any of the five of them or my sisters, count me in. Tag, I'm in. Like WrestleMania, it's on and popping. That's all I'm trying to tell people. Listen, just leave me alone. 
Just leave me alone. Because if my family get involved, it's going to be a problem. So just leave me alone. Because they're worth a, they're worth a misdemeanor in my mind. I feel like, and this is something that me and Deja have talked about, stuff be happening, we just don't say nothing. Just be and that's because they're sparing y'all lives whoever y'all are they're sparing y'all so y'all be grateful because they know me i will jump in daylight creme with the quickness and hop and pull up on you and say location please yeah like even even my graduation because i had just had issues with a few people and i did not tell nobody what happened until after oh so now i'm hearing it now look you hear this Deja? i'm hearing this now after the fact you, you see how i'm hearing this right now Deja? no trust me because she did the same thing to me and i was like oh you let me say hi to this girl Cause I was like, yes, because I know you, and I know. First of all, I didn't think she was gonna say nothing to any of y'all. The fact that you said hi, you're not gonna talk about. But yeah. I, just, I just knew that if any of y'all knew about what had happened before graduation, graduation would have been messy. And I didn't want to mess with graduation. I think the only person that knew the whole story was Liz, and that's because you could have told me because I couldn't. Never mind, I would have still pulled up even though I could didn't have a ticket. Exactly, I would have still exactly. pulled up. Let me let me not lie. Like on this good hair Sunday, that I like talked down into calling this and was like, "Hey, let's not let's not do that." Okay, and I told her I was like, "I just want to call graduation. That's the only thing I want. Can you give me that? Can I trust you to give me that?" And I was like, "Off of that reaction, I'm not telling nobody about nothing until graduation is over." So what happened, JL? It's a long story. We, we can talk about it another time, but did she did yeah. she did she deserve to get a TTG? Absolutely. No. Yes. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. As a big sister, so you wonder why my mom and Ashanetta be acting like that. That's why. It's it's just our nature as a big sister. They don't talk about no. As far as I'm concerned, yes. Mm. We'll talk about this offline. The people ain't ready for that conversation, and that don't be scratching your head. Don't be scratching your head. But that's fine. So you both are two out of the five of my heartbeats, but are my two eldest of the nieces and nephews. How do you feel to actually technically be viewed as the set pillars of guidance to the others? Girl, you go first because I feel like my answer is going to be low-key Oh, girl, mine too. It's okay. I mean, because I'm going to say Deja, especially because you're the oldest of all of your siblings. The responsibility to do what feels come with you is like you're, I didn't sign up for this, but this is what I was given kind of situation. So it's a little different. Yeah. So you want me to go first, or you want to go first, like? I, I can go first. It don't matter. I feel like both of them belong. I feel like it's 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 weird because it's one of those things that I feel like it's difficult. But also, I can't imagine my life being any other way because it's not just my cousins. I'm the oldest on my dad's side. I have five younger siblings. I've got my two cousins, but. They grew up with me like they were my brothers, so it doesn't even feel like I'm a role model to them. Those are my spirits. You know, so it's like I've got my five little brother that I have to be a role model for. I have to be right for, and like I can't imagine my life being any other way. I can't imagine my life not, you know, little looking up to me. But at the same time, it's hard because it's like not so much that I feel like. Mess up, but more of like I'm gonna mess up, and I have to be honest. That's about a fact. That. That's a fact. Be owning up to it. They can be honest about it. They can be working on myself. They can be trying to get better. Like I talked about how bad I was in high school. They're gonna grow up, and they're gonna go through things, and I'm gonna have these experiences and things that happen.
this is what I did, this is what I was, look at where I am now. Let me That's a fact. You know, being a role model as a big sister, being a role model as a Christian, being a role model as a older cousin, being a role model as, you know, like, and I am blessed enough to have Deja as an example. Like, Deja didn't have anybody else. It was just Deja. He didn't have anybody to look up to to show her how to be a big yeah because she kind of just like finagled that and they were trying to have me i'm like bro i'm five what the heck you want me to do there's no god rule there's no god rules like like i said with me being an aunt and you're y'all you don't know but your mother and shanetta be like but they're looking up to you i'm like but why y'all their parents i don't they're not my kids why are you looking up at me i ain't doing nothing special like you they parents why are they looking at me they're like because you're the youngest you're the most relatable to them so they're looking at what you're doing because you're an example for them because a lot of what you're doing we didn't do i'm like why are you putting this pressure on me they ain't my kids But they're like, you don't understand that even though subconsciously, even though you're not their parent, you being their aunt, like between me and Quinn, she'd be like, yo, you and Quinn are what they look up to. Especially for the boys to look up to Quinn and seeing his success, it's, it's major for them to see a man because, of course, we know Curtis never went to college. So that's somebody who literally has excelled and expanded their options and opportunities and used them to the best of his ability. So if, when it comes to like Aaron and, you know, Elijah and Isaiah... That's an example. And they were like, but when it comes to you, like, we ain't never been to college. We don't know how that operate. Like, Shanetta asked me a few weeks ago, like, how do this FAFSA? I'm like, girl, uh, girl. I said, did a, I'm like, did a, Isaiah apply for, you know, housing? Oh, let me make sure he do that. Girl, uh, she was like, y'all ain't been to no daggone college. I never went, away. you went away from home and never came back. So I don't know how this works. But when they say it to me that way, they're like, yo, you have to think about it. Like, a lot of the experiences you've had we haven't had so there's a lot that they look up to you because you're setting a pillar for us as a family especially being the first one to graduate with a bachelor's degree in our family you set a tone for for us for for your nieces and nephews that you don't honestly know is bestowed upon them. i'm like but well, i ain't signed up for this though like how how we get here oh why right. i'm gonna do it but i ain't asking to do it, but i'm gonna do it though so deja what's your take um, so just hearing JL talk, right, that is, that, that's what does it for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, 
like obviously I don't have kids right now um and yeah I, I do what I do as far as like work and school and, and that's awesome but just growing up I've always been taught that family is the most important thing so to see JL she's doing her thing in college she's an amazing big sister that's what makes me proud you know my right. other little sister India she um She's actually going off to college next week. And I'm so, this is one thing that I have stressed to everybody. Go away for college. Do not stay home. Hello, that's what I did and I never went back. Right. And um, I have stressed this to them. So to know that everybody is like listening to me is like, yes. I'm so happy to hear that. Because it's important to get away from what you, you've seen and what you know your whole life. Right. If you, if all you ever see is, and growing up in Mount Vernon, especially now what it looks like now, Mount Vernon is like, I, I love Mount Vernon, I always will, but it is terrible out there. Like, I went home not too long ago, and I was like, wow. It's this real. Is really where I'm from. It's real. And I'm so glad that I, I took the, my opportunity to get out and go live my life while I had the chance. Because I would hate to be stuck there. Right. So that's why I stress to them, like, go. Expand. Don't stay here. Right. Go and expand. And, and, Broaden and your horizons. Out. Don't be yes. don't be comfortable because you only grow out of uncomfortable situations, which means exactly. going away. Exactly. And that's why it's so important for you to go and, and, and experience other places. But, um... I do feel, sometimes I feel pressure. Not pressure to be perfect, but pressure to always be an example. So, like, this, like JL said, there's been times where I have been dead wrong. And I had to own up to it in front of JL. Like, I literally had to own up to my mistakes in front of JL. Because if I didn't, then what kind of example would exactly. I be? Exactly. Accountability. Right. right. I have to be accountable. I have to have integrity. I have to do all of these things because I have JL, Aaron, my two other brothers and sisters, Indy and Darian. I have all of my younger cousins. Like I said before, I'm the first grandchild for all of my grandparents. So I, I have a, a, a lot to... To maintain. Sure, yeah, a lot to maintain and a lot to make sure that I'm showing them. Not because they have to look up to me, but if they're going to look up to somebody, I need to make Be sure the that example. I'm giving them right. yes, a good example. Which is why I go so hard for making sure that I'm doing what I got to do in school or what I got to do as far as work goes. Or even if it's something as simple as like knowing how to manage my money. Like, I mean, you know, that's what I went to school for. So, you know, financial literacy is my expertise. Right. But, and, and you went to school for it, but I had to figure it out. And I want to make sure that they understand that. Like, yes, you could have came to me, my guy. I, I know, but you know what I'm saying? That's you another just, thing. Being the oldest, your first instinct is not, oh, let me go ask for help. It's, oh, I don't have this to, is true. to make this happen. Let me figure this it out. This is true. So I figured it out. So now that I know, I stress to them, hey, 